0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh,
1: look, we got a great show for you today.
0: A lot of it centered
1: around what we all watched last night. And uh, the story around Damar Hamlin, whose uh, family's put out a statement thanking everybody for the thoughts and the prayers and the well wishes. But, you know, we've seen a lot of gruesome injuries. We've seen guys get Paralyzed. We've seen guys have compound fractures of their legs. We've seen uh, guys take uh, hits to the head that renders them unconscious for a period of time. We saw the obviously two injury on the same field as last night. But none of us that I'm aware of, unless you want to go all the way back to Hank Gathers in a tournament game, probably before you were born, or you want to go back to 1971, When it happened on an NFL field, way, way, way back in the day, we've never seen what we saw last night, which is why it's so jarring, which is why it is now the number one story, not just sports story, but news story across this country. And it's not a lot to say about it other than you hope the kid pulls through. And right now, I guess there's some question mark as to whether or not that's going to happen. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today?
2: My apologies. It made a football game so irrelevant so quick. Yeah. I mean, I, that was the thought I had watching it because this was a Monday night football game we're all excited Biggest about. Biggest game in a long time. Fantasy championships on the line. And I was lucky enough last night. I was in a suite at the net game. So I was watching yeah. the net game, and we had the game on. And we all turn around and see everybody surrounding him. and. All of us are looking at each other like, what the heck happened? Sure. And when you realize the enormity of it and how scary it was, especially watching this kid collapse like that, yeah, it very, very quickly was a reminder. Sometimes we need the reminder that while we all love sports and we all take it seriously, boy, did it mean nothing.
1: No. I mean, nothing. they're not going to play the game, nor should they. You can figure out ultimately if that game means something, you know, for the postseason and seeding and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, the NFL will deal with it, but there's always it's stuff about the kids' health.
2: Craig, scheduling stuff, you can always figure out. Right? Yeah, there's so a million I agree different ways you can do that, and it will be figured out at some point. But it was horrifying, and I think sometimes we take it for granted. I love the NFL. You love the NFL. Yeah. It is such a violent sport. You know what I was thinking about? Because last night as I'm watching this, there's a lot of emotions that go all through our minds. And you know what I was thinking about, believe it or not? I was thinking of you, and here's the reason I was thinking of you. Yeah. You have a kid who plays football every Friday night. Yeah. yeah. Every Friday night. Now, my kids are too young, and maybe they won't be athletically gifted from my DNAs to ever make this decision. But I'm watching that play saying, oh, my—I I would have my heart down my throat watching my kid play that sport— Every single week. Now, does that make me a hypocrite? Because I love the sport no, and I watch so it all the time. But I thought of you as a father who watches your kid play football every
1: week. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. You know, I, I, as I was watching it last night, I want to be fair. I was just about to go to bed, and uh, I was about to turn off the TV when it happened. So obviously, I sit up for a little while longer. It's you know, I kept thinking about his mom because his mom. I think his dad maybe also, but I know for a fact his mom was in the stands. Right. Right. You know how many times I've done that? Of course. And I was I was just trying to imagine, you know, what his mom was going through as somebody, obviously, from the Bills, came and got her and brought her down to the field because she rode in the ambulance with him, you know, to the hospital. And now you just cross your fingers. If you believe in prayer, you say one, and football becomes far less important. And you're talking about a significant game, and who cares?
2: Of course. Like, who cares? It didn't matter. Right. It still doesn't matter. You know, we all understand it. playoff implications. Those are the things you figure out at a later date. And they'll be figured out. It'll happen. But watching that last night was horrifying. It was scary. It was sobering. And it was a reminder that as much as we love this sport, and yeah. I love it, you we all love it, boy, it's a reminder how violent it can be, how yeah, scary it can be. Yeah, and I'm not even
1: sure if it's uh direct result of the violence of the sport like a lot of hits we see, like concussions we see, like elbows to the head of Daniel Jones mm-hmm. that we saw this past weekend. It was a kind of, you know, ho-hum,
2: rudimentary play. Right. Like it didn't stand out But sometimes, those way, are, Sometimes those it? are the worst, though, you know? Like, obviously, you see these massive hits in the NFL on a weekly basis, and a lot of times, guys just get up right away. No injury, no harm, no foul. And then sometimes it's the hit that maybe doesn't jump out at you. Like, like a lot of people are comparing it to Dale Earnhardt, who sadly passed away,
1: that that car accident was nothing compared to a lot of the crazy ones. You know, you see, in, the, I guess, in NASCAR. But, you know, I don't know. You're watching it and recognizing that he damn near died on hmm. the field. Yeah. And that's real. not You know, it's not hyperbole he almost died on the field, also makes me grateful that you've got those medical experts on both sidelines, the independent doctors, and they all ran to this kid and literally saved his life. You know, I was trying to figure out early on why they all crying, and then it dawned on me the reason that they're so emotional in the moment is if you've ever seen someone receive CPR... It is a violent thing. Right. It is not pretty to watch somebody in cardiac arrest being worked on. Uh, and it's very disturbing to watch that because essentially they have a lifeless body. And there's another human being usually sitting on top of them, compressing their chest with great force right. to keep the heart going. Um, and the men and women that ran onto that field yesterday, and again, like I'm not overstating it save this kid's life. No doubt. And now you cross your fingers that, you know, they indeed did save his life and that, you know, he got enough oxygen to his brain and all the other things that come along with, you know, his recovery now. But we went from, I know you were watching a game, your basketball team was winning. I know that made you happy. You know, 12 in a row, big story, obviously. You had Donovan Mitchell, uh, dropped 71 points in a game. First guy since 2006, Kobe Bryant. To have seventy plus when he had eighty one, I think it was. Yep, in Toronto, yep. right? And uh, you know, the, you had all these really amazing, you know, legitimate on the court, on the field type stuff that was going on, and none of it matters. Uh, none of it matters. None of it. Uh, and I've, I don't know, in in our lifetime, we've seen bad injuries, we've seen major moments, obviously negative moments. I don't recall anything specifically
2: so, like this. So there was something, and it's a different time, but back in nineteen ninety seven. Okay. The Jets were playing their last game of the year against the Lions. It was a big game for the postseason. And one of the Lion linebackers collapsed on the field. The Dennis Bird game. It was no 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 not okay. Dennis Bird. I was actually too young for that one. Okay. So I've heard about it. I've seen it. Yeah. No, this was a Lion linebacker. He's twenty three years old, took a massive hit, collapsed on the field. They delayed the game for like twenty minutes. But here's the difference. There's no social media. Okay. There's no Twitter. Yeah. So I remember as a young kid, you know, obviously scared for the guy, like, what the heck's going on? And I don't recall specifically what they were saying on TV. I don't think they were giving a lot of updates. Probably a lot of commercials. But yeah. the game was delayed for about 20, 25 minutes. They got him off the field. Unfortunately, the kid never played another NFL game. He was twenty three years walked, old at he the walked time. Again? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think he's healthy now. But I remember that incident and being like, Oh my God. Yeah. That is crazy. But we had less information then. You know, right yeah. now, I remember last night, even, weren't you on Twitter, and most of us on Twitter, refreshing, trying to find out what's happening? Yeah, yeah, and
1: I thought ESPN did a very good job with the reporters out there and Joe Buck and Aikman trying to at least tell you what they knew and what they saw. Um, you know, and it's weird, and I wish, I this is going to be a silly thing, I guess, to say, but, like, there's still that weird segment of the population that just can't help themselves but being negative. Like, you cannot criticize the NFL for what took place last night or the fact that it took an hour for them to postpone the game. Like, what did you want them to do? And at the end of the day, they postponed the game. Right. Did it matter if they did it 30 minutes later, 45 minutes later, an hour later? Like, you know, if you're, if you're looking for someone to be critical of, you know, turn off the TV, go read a book. Because there was a certain segment of the population that was not concerned with this kid's well-being. But was only concerned with, who do I blame for my night being ruined? Like, why didn't the NFL come out and say, yeah, you know, like, th- this is an unprecedented event in the modern era of football. And ultimately, the NFL, A, got
2: it right, and their medical staff saved the kid's life. Should the NFL have played last night's game? I don't believe so. Okay, I agree with you. And I think most people listening would say, you know what? League made the right decision. Ultimately, they made the right decision. Yeah. So who cares right. how it got But there. you read all the same of stuff. Course. And well, I'm be- sitting there going, come on. Because then. there's a perception, because ESPN told us something last night. We're only yeah, Joe trusting didn't what we say hear. They're giving the teams and players a five minute warm up. Now, period. to be fair, Troy Vincent, who played
1: and is that guy with the NFL said, I cannot be any more straight about this. That conversation never took place.
2: ESPN says that's not true. Okay. ESPN already came out and said, we were in constant communication with the league and game officials. We reported what we were told. There was a five-minute warm-up period. Well, now, does it really, Craig, does it matter in it the It does not matter. Look, the Buffalo Bills were never look, walking back on that well, field. Look, was their intent, the league, to try to restart the game? Probably
1: I'm sure they
2: discussed it with the team. I'm sure that that five-minute warm-up period was happening. And the Buffalo Bills said, that's not happening. Yeah. We are not playing this football game. So was it the Bills and the Bengals who ultimately got this game postponed? Sure. But at the end of the day, the right decision was made. So if the right decision was made, who cares how we got there, right? Yeah. To your
1: point. I'm with you. Sorry, so here's where we're at now. They're not going to play the game this week. As of right now, the league is not making any changes at all to uh, the uh, weekend schedule coming up, and then depending on whether or not there's a need, I suppose for home field advantage or ultimate seating, they will then make a decision, uh, I guess Sunday night after the uh, the final game is played, or I guess they'll do it after the last AFC game is played. Right, to which see is not if- the Sunday night game, that's the Green Bay Detroit game, to see if, hey, do we need to get the Bill Bengal game in so that we can be respectful of one of those two teams still alive for the number one seed. That's
2: how you handle it. And I I think that's fine. If they need the game to determine the number one seed, then the odds are they're going to play that game. I I think they are. The game is not going to be played to determine who makes the playoffs because both are in. in. But I do think that if it's ultimately for the one seed, which means the Bills went on Sunday, the Chiefs went on Sunday, and the game's necessary, I think they'll play it. But I think right now the NFL's doing the right thing, which is, Let's just kick the can down the curb a little
1: bit. Yeah. Let's get week 18 in. It's going to be a very emotional week for everybody. No doubt. Uh, To my knowledge, the NFL canceled all media availability across the league so the players would not have to spend all day talking about this because obviously there's that fraternity of players who are going to be very emotional about it. They're also
2: worried about their guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. What is there there to say,
2: obviously? Right. I mean, you all heard the story last night about Stephon Diggs Ubering his way to the hospital just to check up on him. Yeah. And, I mean, this is real life. These are, basically, it's a family member. So you can understand the concern right now, not just in the Buffalo Bills locker room, but at the NFL community. Because I think every athlete looks at this and says, could have been me.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'll tell you this. One, something happened last night that was organic, and I just think awesome between the two teams. And that was as the uh, paramedics are working on reviving or, you know, saving the life uh, of 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 um of the player. That the and the other players from both teams right. made what amounted to a human shield yeah. around him, so that he'd have some dignity. Yep. Um, because like I said, and I, I've unfortunately seen it you know, the aggressive CPR, etc. Um, it's not pretty. No. You know, and you're unconscious during it. And the fact that they made that human shield so that, number one, the Monday night football cameras couldn't catch it, which, in theory, they probably could have, and they did the right they're, thing. They're not going to
2: show that, nor And they.
1: number two, you know, people with their cell phones doing their thing. Right. I just thought that was this kind of unspoken, yeah. amazing, organic moment between uh, the
2: guys. Well... You know, sometimes during moments like this, we see the bad of humanity, but we see mostly the good of humanity. How about the fact that NFL fans and just humans around the country started donating to DeMar Hamlin's charity in mass? Like, he had a charity, I think it's a Toys for Kids charity. Back in 2020, he started it. And it raised over $4 million in less than 24 hours. And here's
1: what's amazing about it. When he set up the original GoFund page for this charity to buy toys for kids, Right. the goal was $2,500. Right. That was the only. that's what he wanted. You know, he wouldn't have any money. He's like, uh, six-round draft pick. I got a shot to deal with some in my community, 2500 bucks. Yeah. They raised $4 million yesterday. $4 million,
2: yesterday. and it makes sense because I think humans watching this say, we feel so bad for him. We feel so bad for his family, but what can we do? Right, You almost you say, what can I do other than pray for the kid? What can I do? And that's like a logical thing that you can do. And you saw so many people in less than 24 hours say, I've got to do something. Yeah. And that was the something. Speaking of which, uh,
1: you guys all know I'm very close with the guys at Fanatics. The Fanatics team just announced yeah. that there's people rushing the site to buy his jersey. They are donating 100% Of all the proceeds to
2: that charity as well. That's great.
1: Uh, So everybody's pitching in. So for
2: anybody who tweeted something stupid last night, don't focus on them. Focus on the mostly good that exists in this world. Yeah, and for those of you that
1: are on this ridiculous, uh, the vaccine is responsible for this nonsense. Can you just slow your roll for a day and let this man recover? Can you not make it about you? Can you not make it about your political stance on something? I mean, Jesus. Like, you know, there's a 24-year-old kid, you know, who died on the field last night, was brought back to life, and knock on wood is going to survive and live a normal, healthy life, even without playing football ever again. And you guys decided to politicize it? I mean, so it's, just, it's, uh, it's just disgusting. And, you know, that's the minority of people. It's the
2: minority. But you do see it. You do read it. It's the 5%. I really believe 95% of people last night just cared for the kid. And they weren't pushing anything crazy. No,
1: this is about this kid. It's not about your fantasy team. It's not about your wager on the game last night. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about a 24-year-old kid that uh, had a heart attack on the field last night. Mm. That's what this is about. And the life-saving measures it took to bring him back to life like if they don't react like that if they're not on it immediately he's dead this isn't a torn acl which sucks this is not you know a concussion which sucks or a more serious injury which is life changing sure which i'm very respectful of this is life and death and i I mean that's it in a game and if they never get this game in so be it if they do need to get the game in you know you'll use that extra week yeah, ooh, it, it changes the whole notion of the bye week and how many weeks the number one. So what? So what? On the second Sunday in February, we will crown a Super Bowl champion regardless. And if this story from last night plays a role in the outcome of that, so be it. Mm. That that may be something you just have to deal with and live with. And that's it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. It's Cardin Roberts on the fan.
4: The MLB app. Baseball,
3: your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
2: It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. The Winter Classic was yesterday, Craig. Uh, I think the Bruins (laughs) won. You think so? Uh,
1: I'm I'm watching on uh, TNN right now. TNT, uh, It's not
2: TNT. We actually, for some reason, have the NHL Network on. No, it says TNT on it. It's, no, The no, entire correct, time correct. I'm watching this game, correct. it said TNT. Because the game aired on TNT. Yeah. Right now, we're watching NHL Network with well, why the are we unique- watching that? I can't answer that one. Why is it on... Why is that know. on? I don't know. Paul Rosenberg must have
1: done it. Vincent I thought there, Vincent. Was, uh, thought there was an, uh, an outdoor hockey game on. I was like, I'm in on that.
2: I'm going to make a prediction that Vincent Von Vincent at some point was on the air last night and yeah. decided to go to No, no, NFL I put TV. it on. I put it
1: on. You put it on? Yeah, because I thought they were playing. I was like, I've played, you know, in you put- a prelude to that game. What do you mean? Do you remember when they did the Winter Classic at Yankee Stadium? I, of course. Yeah, so I played on that ice at Yankee Stadium. Did you really? Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, well, I did pretty well to the very end. When I played goalie, as you know. Gave up a bunch of goals? So, it was the late Mike Bossy used to have a wonderful charity. Mm-hmm. And one of the events he would do every year would be a Mike Bossy, uh like, all-star celebrity hockey game. So he kindly invited Boomer and I to come play in the game at Yankee Stadium. Right. Like, what a thrill. What an honor, sure, right? yeah. So I'm playing goalie for the team that's playing against the Mike Bossy All-Stars, all right? And Mike Bossy comes in, and I stone him. I stop him. <laughs> Clearly, and I want to be very f- clear about this, he scores whenever he wants to score. So he kind of made it easy for me. Right. And as Boomer's <laughs> later said... He shot the puck at me. He wasn't trying to score. So, of course, I I start talking all kinds of smack. Yo, Bossy, this and that. And I'm all pumped up about it. 4-4 game, under 10 seconds to go. Mike Bossy gets the puck on a breakaway, and it's just me and him. And he did some kind of move and deked me and stopped at the goal line. And Evan, <laughs> I dove eight feet to my right, my right out of the goal. <laughs> and then he just stood there, and looked at me, and he goes, I score when I want to score. <laughs> that's great. I'm Mike Bossy. That's legendary. Yeah. yeah. And he scored the game winning goal in overtime. That's not something to and be. And it was a, awesome. That's not something to be ashamed of. That's something that's no. Awesome, dude. It was one of the great moments of my athletic life. Yeah, like uh, I played hockey at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, not a lot of people did that, and Mike Bossy scored the game winning goal against me. This that is why I crazy. always say yeah. I would have purposely given up the Aaron Judge sixty second home run because I'd always how have does that memory.
2: Wouldn't relate to the other. Like how does? Wait a second. How does giving up a goal to an all time great player? Yeah. Similar to giving up a three million dollar baseball, because well,
1: I would know. always have that memory. And by the way, he was off with three million for it. He went to auction, only got a million five for Wait, it. So, would you have the given Would you have given the ball away for nothing? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, yeah, I'm on, two, We're conflating two things. Maybe my fault. Yes, I would have purposely given up. I would have grooved the fastball to judge. Oh,
2: gotcha, okay. That's
1: what I'm saying. I gotcha. If I was the pitcher. I apologize. Like, we used to debate, like, do I want to get him out, or do I want to be a part of history? Yeah.
2: I choose history. You know what? The more I've thought about
1: that, do you know Mike Bassick? You know Mike Bassick? I mean, who doesn't? Mike Bassick. Is that your chubby friend of yours that you go to games with? No. Oh. Mike.
2: That's Mike (laughs) Baseglia. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Mike Baseglia is not chubby. No, Mike Bassick is a talk show host in Texas. Never heard of him. True story. All right. Mike Bassick was a former Major League Baseball player. Oh, there you go. Very little-known baseball player. Played for the Mets for a little bit and gave up Barry Bonds' 756th home run. Okay. So I am convinced... That Mike Bassett giving up that home run has probably helped him in his later career. Made him more well-known, yeah. notorious,
1: whatever the, Something you know, to talk
2: about, because no yeah. offense to Bassett, what else are you talking about? Let me tell about? you, the time
1: I gave up Bonds is <laughs> 756th. Right. Yeah, vote for me, that kind of thing. And he's good, I've heard him.
2: Yeah, I heard him interviewed recently on a Nick podcast, I forget which one, I apologize, talking about the Mavericks. Swear to God. And I was like, Mike Bassett is a freaking talk show host? Yeah. But I think of him as the guy that gave up the 756th home run, and it proves your point that being a part of history is probably good overall for you.
1: Yeah. So Mike Bossi scored the game-winning goal against me in overtime. That's may not he, the same. The That's
2: peace. not the same.
1: To me, it is. You
2: couldn't have stopped it.
1: No, I had no chance.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, but I was there. I was there, and I. the point is, Evan, I stopped him
2: earlier in the game And it pissed him off Right but he, he reminded you of when it matters I will score on yes. you whenever I want And I was like I
1: respect that Mr. Bossy But five minutes ago I won <laughs> <laughs> That's all Yeah. Um. Here, I'm very confused What's right the matter? Now. Hi SNY Thank you to Grubbub for uh, putting us on SNY Well I'm confused because I'm buying Dunkin Donuts for everybody uh, oh, yeah, you're I, hiding it. I got my Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I'm happy. Thank yeah, you, Craig. he was hiding my drink behind my computer. Oh. He <laughs> was about to feel the wrath. <laughs> Pink McDonald's I'm looking around like... Yeah, you, he walked drink. in there, and I, I, then you gave the look, and I'm like, there's no way he forgot Craig's coffee. Right. I wanted that coffee. Frozen uh, well, I'm sorry. Mocha, mocha. That would have been mocha. great oh, after, after, you, offer,
2: after yeah. you offer Dunkin' Donuts. I end yeah. up with my bagel and cookies. And, and, and I get you, nothing. And you get nothing. And by
1: the way, I keep telling you medium. I don't need a large... If I get the seven pumps of caramel, it doesn't work in a large. It only I need 14 pumps in a large. If you're going to get the size I want, then it's seven pumps
2: of caramel. If you get the large, I need 14 pumps. They just give me, they overdo the ice, so they just put everything in a large. I tell the medium they put it in a large. No, no, see, this wouldn't fit in a medium. I understand that. they—they Therefore, they put watered too watered down. They
1: put too much ice in it. Oh, no, they never put too much of anything. They're brilliant. They're amazing. Of course they're brilliant, (laughs) but I'm saying why it's in a large. You're fired. Okay. All right, that's that. I love
2: Vincent Montvincent. He's not one to take a loss. He's one to argue with you until the bitter end. I thought he
1: was very good with Keith uh, a couple weeks ago. I could see that being a duo that may make some noise around here. That is a talented host. I mean, Keith would rather work solo. I respect that. But there are nights in that summertime when that five (laughs) hour goes on and on and on, and you might want a little uh, help. That's the guy right there. <laughs> I got big plans for that guy right there. Not really. <laughs> I was going to say. He to make it feel good about himself. He's single. He lives with four guys in Queens.
2: It's disgusting. Vincent Von Vincent, I have nothing but love for you because he sparked the Nets. After the Nets lost to the Bulls, right after they hired John Vaughn. Why does he Vaughn, have, have
1: to go back to the Nets? Because that's
2: what I think of. Uh Rosie stood up, Vincent Von Vincent, at Barkley Center after the Bulls beat the Nets, Nets collapsed, <clears throat> and screamed, Jacques Vaughn isn't going to save you, you losers! And ever since then, it's been magic. So nice. thank you, Vincent Von Vincent Here's uh,
1: Avi in Long Island on the fan. Avi, how you doing, buddy?
4: I'm good. How are you? Doing
1: well. Thank you so much.
4: So I like the uh, the comments you're making about the AED. Um, yeah. The, the defibrillator, seven yeah. I've been in the I' the letter I've been an EMT since I was nineteen years old i'm forty five now mm-hmm. and uh, I've used those um, I've seen them come into the service of you know in the profession yeah and having them on the side of every sports event from a child whether it's a law in new York it it shouldn't be a law, it should just be logic. yeah you're right. That those are always there, and uh using them and seeing how quickly um, they get to, they get them in use is what is key. What bothered me last night was that ridiculous timeline that people kept showing yeah. as, I, as if it was some sort of a plane crash, you know, the time it took off it like, there's yeah. so many things that go into getting that stuff done. Like you got to expose his chest, cut his clothes off. You have to wipe down perspiration, shave a chest. There's a, there's a million and one things that you might have to do before you get that done and doing that, you know, with calm professionalism in, in a stadium is remarkable.
1: Yeah, I think the word that Joe Buck used uh, in an interview with the New York Post, which uh, I just read, is feverishly. Mm. And you know, knock on wood, very few people ever have to you know experience what you do on a regular basis, Avi. And you can imagine how how efficient the medical staff was, because don't forget, guys go down on every other play. Uh, and not mm-hmm. knowing what the injury is or the situation. And by the way, you didn't even see like frantic, hurry up, hurry up, like we've seen with some, so they don't even know what they're walking into. Right. And the fact that they quickly assessed, you know, he's not breathing, his heart's not whatever it is, and went into action, I mean, they're heroes. is just beyond the scope of what any rational person could ever Look, understand. Well, you said it, they saved the man's life. They saved the man's life last night, period, stop
4: hundred percent. They gave him the chance, the best chance that he can get. They got him to a trauma center. Um, it's really, but if you want to pick a takeaway, it's not, you know, you are right. One in a zillion. You, you can't change the sport, but what you can do if you, your kid plays in a league, because this could happen at any level and there are no defibrillators there, you know, figure out a way to get one there. They've gotten so much less expensive over the last 25 years. Put them, And they do talk to you. They talk to me just like you mentioned. They talk to you. Yeah. Um, They take you step by step, even for the professionals for the AD. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, listen. They do speak to us. uh, Avi, I appreciate what you do, and thanks for checking into that, buddy. And he's right. You know, forget about dumb timelines or criticisms of this and that. There are men and uh, women in there, and he's right. You're probably cutting his jersey, cutting his pads off, wiping his chest down, and going to work. And uh, that's the scene that Joe Buck was describing. Yeah, and we didn't see it. I'm glad we didn't see it. I'm glad we we, we
2: didn't need to see it.
1: Yeah, you can see it on TV. I mean, it's similar. It's just not real, right? But we all know what it
2: is. The real thing is scarier, and it's not necessary.
1: I mean, when they when we had to go through our CPR training, and by no means am I a CPR expert. I'm not. I did what I had to do to pass the training course, which you can take online, and you get a certificate. But there are videos they show you, and if you want to go beyond that, you you can actually go to I believe, like, a local firehouse maybe even signed up for CPR classes. I believe they still do that at a lot of the firehouses here. Um, And the videos, though, are, like, alarming. Almost to the point where you're like, I never want to be in that position. No, of course not. Where I'm the guy responsible for, uh, you know, resuscitating a heart attack victim. You can't plan it. I mean, it's
2: it's not the same, but think about the Heimlich maneuver, how that could save someone's life. You're choking on something, you don't plan on it. And someone could literally I'll never forget my father in law saved my life. I was choking a couple years yeah. ago. He went right behind me, did yeah. the Heimlich maneuver, thing popped out, I felt better.
1: Do you know scary that? as hell, man. You know that Jimmy Carter once tried to kill Ronald Reagan and he was saved by the Heimlich Stop maneuver? It. Stop it. Stop
2: it. Jimmy Carter.
1: Well, tried not to exactly. Kill I shouldn't Ronald... say that Well, way. that's
2: how you open it. I mean Bayless. I, mean, it. said Shit it. I yeah. mean, it's the open that
1: matters. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that. So Ronald Reagan was on an airplane. And a guy that eventually, well, I was a member, I think of his cabinet, right. is sitting next to him. And that guy knew how to do the Heimlich. Right. Ronald Reagan, pre-president, obviously, was eating peanuts and started to choke to death on a peanut. Yeah, The guy sitting next to him recognized the signs of a choking victim and went into action, gave Ronald Reagan the Heimlich, and saved his life. I think George W. Bush, while he was president, choked on a pretzel. Is that right? True story. Yeah. Did he say that these pretzels are making me thirsty <laughs> or no? <laughs> okay. He did not do that. Yeah. I've never done the Heimlich. You ever did the no, Heimlich? No, I've had
2: it done to me, but I've yeah. never done it. And yeah. thank God it was done to
1: me. You think you would have, like.
2: I don't, you know what? I don't know, but I'm glad it was done anyway.
1: Yeah, did it come, like, flying out?
2: It, not flying, but it plopped out. It It, was like, it plopped
1: out. That's scary. But it's harrowing because
2: I think of, you know what I keep thinking of in that moment, in all seriousness, no jokes? I think of my wife screaming and how scared she was. Yeah, and I, that's the thing that gets me. It wasn't even was me she yelling
1: at your father in law not to do it.
2: <laughs> no, she was sad. she was just scared. Like she wasn't yelling at my yeah. father. Kill him, please. Just no, get rid right. of right. Jose, this was the plan all along. <laughs> like <you'll> st- <laughs>
1: just, just
3: you want to stop making those quesadillas or not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough chorizo. We don't even like it. Oh, I love those chorizos. Yeah, I. By the way, not for nothing. Love your father in law. You know that I'm his biggest fan. What are you about to do? It has been about nine and a half months (laughs) since we have been blessed with the Evan Roberts brings in chorizo, dips, quesadillas, and the like. Yeah. And not his job to do it. Not his job. it's been damn near a year since he did it. It's been a while. He's getting a little lazy.
2: Maybe we'll we'll pick a special occasion. The Giants in the postseason, you want to do that? Week of the Giant playoff game? Oh, you mean wait for that week? I think it should be a special occasion. I don't think I should just randomly bring in food. I think it should mean something. So I give you a choice. I give you a choice. Either a giant playoff game, Carlos Correa officially signs, or maybe when the Brooklyn Nets. Advance their winning streak and break their franchise all-time record, which is 14, in case you're keeping track at home.
1: I got a better idea. Go ahead. Why don't we just pick a random, what's today? Today's Tuesday? Today is Tuesday. Why don't we just pick a random Tuesday in January where we give him enough notice where you you can get all the ingredients, and you'll just bring it in on a Tuesday. I will enjoy some chorizo quesadillas. Should
2: I bring it up uh, or bring it in with, when you least expect it so it's not planned? Well,
1: I wouldn't do it, no, because I might have already made lunch plans for myself. Oh, he
2: may have his poke bowl. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Yeah, my poke bowl.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just pick the last Tuesday? There you go. All right, I'll That pick way it you got a month to get it. By the way, All do right. you
2: have any update on the house speaker situation? Yes. This has been since. They're going
1: around three.
2: This has never happened. First time since
1: 1923.
2: Yeah, 100 years. This is crazy. I love it. I
1: texted a friend of mine seeing if he wanted to be speaker. Yes. No, <laughs> Who's that? I've not heard about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that anybody could be House Speaker? Like no, literally, I no, I do not. I don't
1: even know what the speaker does. Okay.
2: Well, usually the House Speaker's in the House. I know they
1: piss a lot of people off. That's they usually do. Yeah.
2: And you have the gavel, which is nice. But anybody could be House Speaker. So technically, the Republicans who have the power right now could nominate Craig Carton. He could be the compromise choice. How many votes do I need? You need majority, which is two eighteen. Oh, I'll get that. You're right oh, yeah. I got that
1: locked down. Two eighteen. That's it. That's it. All right, I'm in. I'm in. So now here's my question. What's up? Do they just keep voting for the same you- people over and well, over again? Trying
2: to get there's a because it among- looks
1: like that's what they're doing in round three. It's the same two guys. So the well, sort of the Democrat Jeffries from Brooklyn. Yeah, but he's not going to win. He's and a Democrat this McCarthy guy from. Uh, Kevin McCarthy
2: is the guy that there are 10 or 15 Republicans who are like, no, 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 no. So they keep voting against them? The Democrats are just going to vote Hakeem Jeffries over and over again. He's from Brooklyn, by the way. I said that, yeah. Oh, did you say that? Yeah. I'm repeating that. And they're just going to keep voting until either people change their mind or they come up with a compromise candidate. I got a guy. Who do you got? I mean, why not my guy? Who's your guy? Why not make my guy the
1: Speaker of the House? Is Cody yeah. Decker thinking of running for something? <laughs> that Cody Decker couldn't spell speaker. The house. <laughs> Who's your yeah. guy? C.C. C squared. Craig
2: Carton. No. Come on. Chris Candido. You He's know who alive. I'm
1: talking about. Let's get my guy in there. <laughs> guy? Let's get Chris Christie hey! up in there. Hey, Chris
2: Christie. Yeah. Put him I, right in there. I don't think he gets get the speaker of the house. I like the idea of oh, get the He most. would win
1: in a landslide. Does he want it? Ask uh, him. No, I'm not we don't talk politics. No. We avoid all politics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There. There you go. You never talk politics with I mean, not that I'm gonna share with you. Can you ask No. Well forget politics. Can you ask him what the update is on Carlos on Correa? On Carlos Correa. <laughs> yeah, I will. Here's uh Chris Enron Kakama Chris, what's going on?
3: Hey guys, how you doing? I, they, they was they were talking on the other network, you know ESPN, and Bob Scott mentioned it. But it's it, it actually a penalty what Higgins did. He, he, you can't seek a defender out and put your head into him. I mean, and, and that's and he said it, and he said it very eloquently. That is a foul. And I, if you look at the play, I, 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 when I first saw it, I said. To myself, he ran it. He, he he created the contact with
2: the guy. But wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I ask you a question, in all seriousness? Sure, sure. Why sure. does that kind of matter in this case? You know what I mean? Like,
3: no, it it matters to the point where if you want to clean the NFL up, Evan, right? Don't don't you should penalize that stuff so they don't do
2: it. Well, but I don't think the hit is necessarily. It's not illegal. What caused it? You know what I mean? Like, yes, the hit kind of pre led to it happening, but if we believe that it was the exact moment where his heartbeat was at this millisecond moment where it's a flash of lightning event that could occur, then are we really saying that the hit by Higgins is what Yeah, but hold
1: on. I'm sure you've done the same thing here, Chris. I've watched this like everyone else has a hundred times, and there's nothing illegal that I can see with all due respect to Bart Scott, who obviously played the game. I never did. But he leads with his
2: shoulder. Yeah, no, the way he didn't like, go. Oh, why in no. the world would that be illegal? No,
3: no, no. no you you can't see. You, 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 his helmet hits the guy in the chest. Yeah, the play. So he, he the guy sought contact on purpose, couldn't defend him. First of all,
2: that's I looking at the replay. It wasn't really his helmet. It was his, his body. shoulder. It was his shoulder. That. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my
1: his point. Helmet chest. His helmet does. His yeah, chest. look. Listen. Um, I hear what you're saying. Uh, again, all due respect to Bart, yeah, who I adore, I just, I don't I don't well, there, agree. There's
2: two issues. Number one, debating if it's a penalty or not. But the second part is, do we think that it's the violence of football that caused what happened no, last time? No, it was a fluke situation. Okay, so if we agree it's a fluke situation, no, you're probably right. Yes. So then what are we doing here?
1: Uh, uh, what are we legislating here? I didn't here? hear what Bart said, so I'm not going to comment on it because I don't know what he said. Um, I know he's trending, so he said something that people are reacting to. Um, you guys, to fire what Bart said for me, just so I know. Um, are we are we trying to
2: blame someone? Is that what's going there's, on no, now? But there's no blame. If there is no blame to we, be had here, Craig, we don't know what happened, but it's it's becoming. I don't even know if I should say likely, but it's been thought of that it's this this commodio cortis that caused this, which is a blunt hit that just happens at this really specific time between heartbeats that could cause this. If that's what happened. Then it's so not I guess necessarily, that's what's going on. but it's not necessarily the hit. Then it's just the awful timing
1: of it. It's look, it's again with respect. I like Bart, and I respect the fact that he played the game. You and I didn't, but I've watched so You've watched it a hundred times. There's nothing wrong with what T. Higgins did, and to try now to find blame in a situation that's like a unicorn that will most likely knock on Woodley's never happen again and hasn't happened. In the history of the NFL, to me, I think is I don't want to say outrageous, but it's it's kind of like a, a sad
2: attention grab. Like, what did T. Higgins didn't do anything? T. Higgins wrong. did nothing wrong, and it's not in a weird way. Tell me if I'm crazy. Or, I don't think it's relevant to what ended up no, happening. If
1: we accept the fact that it was nothing special, one way or the other, about the violence of the hit of a tackle, right? and that's what this was, then why are we looking to blame somebody for what appears to be a very unique situation that nobody could have seen coming? It wasn't he didn't spear him, he didn't target him, it wasn't a hit to the head, it wasn't a hit with the head. It didn't go against any of the many rules that are in place to protect players from each other. And And caller, I did not hear the exact comments. Um, I'll listen to it offline uh, during the next break. But I just think if, if that's the direction people are going in. That's
2: no, crazy. I don't know why we have, I don't. don't
1: have. It pisses me off. Like you because, said, you can
3: listen to it during the break. I'm sorry.
1: God, I don't know why when a situation like this happens, there has to be criticism towards this guy and that group and this guy and that group. What happened last night is a tragedy. It was a sad moment in NFL history. And T.
2: Higgins is a a human being who probably is going to be greatly affected for the rest of his life off of this. Let's be perfectly honest. Whether he did anything, and he didn't do anything wrong, but in his mind, he's going to think, wow. But
1: why do we always have to find somebody to blame or somebody to be critical of? I view it the other way. I want to highlight the life-saving techniques that were used by the trainers of both teams that saved this guy's life. That's the focus, right? And the sadness that comes with what we watched on TV last night. Why do we have to find somebody to blame? There's nobody to blame Especially here.
2: when, in, in this case, there really isn't anyone to blame. There was like, nothing there are, dirty. There was, there was nothing are, untoward. Right. There are plenty of situations in which, yeah, you could blame somebody. Teams didn't do anything wrong. And honestly, I feel horrible for him. Because you know what's going through his mind right now, Craig. You can only imagine. And by the way, he doesn't, I mean,
1: how many more times you got to watch it? He doesn't lead with to the same. No, I, well, that's the other
2: thing. It's just not true.
1: He comes in with the side of his shoulder and makes contact. That's all. It's
2: a regular football hit. That's what it is. And football features a lot of hits. Hundreds of hits throughout an NFL game. It you happens. Know, sometimes
1: there are accidents. And they are blameless. Yes. It happens. Yes. And last night is one of those moments where there was a terrible accident that nobody can be blamed
2: for, as opposed to trying to blame somebody. But you know Can I answer this, Craig? Yeah. Let's say there's a lot of penalties in the NFL. Lots of them. Sure. Plays in which you say, hey, that's a penalty. If someone committed a penalty yeah. and it led to something horrific like this, oh, we... The, the guy's playing football. Yeah. Like, the guy didn't mean to do it, necessarily. Right. I think there Even are, if there
1: was a penalty, I wouldn't want to blame the guy. I think there are some examples, rare examples, yes. That are egregious. Could, yes. Sure. When you could take a situation and say, that guy should be blamed. But there's a lot of times in which but it's not. But the majority, not, I would say, are not. The vast
2: majority— yeah, like 90-plus percent majority. Right. Just because it's yeah. a penalty in the NFL doesn't mean it was this egregious, a horrific thing. Who was the guy
1: um, on the Bengals when they played the Steelers? Uh, Vincent, um, with a B. Uh, he was fined so many times. Oh, yeah, 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 Ford, yeah. B- um, block Vincent gun. Perfect. Perfect, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That guy was dirty. Yeah, he was a dirty player. Guys like that. You know, but this was not dirty. This was not illegal. Vontez Von Vontez Burfict. Yeah, like that was the guy that came to mind. That guy yeah. was dirty. It was dirty That play. guy tried to hurt people. There's dirty players. players, right? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. We all, everyone's gotta make it about them. You know, that's what. So where are we living now. Let me be the guy that's out there. So instead of talking about what happened, you're talking about me. It's one of the worst parts of the media today. Mm. Is that it's it's just let me say something that makes me the story now. You know, and we've been watching that, you know, unfold, you know, online last night
2: and all day today. But look at all the good. I just read Tom Brady donated $10,000 to DeMar Hamlin's toy drive. So that toy drive is continuing. As long as it wasn't an FTX,
1: so- we're all good. <laughs>
2: you funny. That, that charity man, though, is piling up the money.
1: Yeah, I hope the money just goes to his family and him. Yeah, I think it's yeah, something. I mean, point. they'll do the
2: right thing, and it goes
1: to, you buy toys for the kids, and that's great. But I hope uh, some of the money is, is allowed to be used by his family for whatever you know, future expenses they might have as a result of this awesome. No, you're right. He sounds like a great kid, too. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I don't know if it was Tiki and Tierney or... Yeah, I think Julian Love told the story mm. that... Um, he knew him, right? Yeah, he looked up to him. Right. I guess he was a year ahead of him in high school, maybe, and he was like the guy you wanted to be like. And I think one of the stories is he was recruited by, you know, every major you know, college uh, to play football. And he chose Pitt. And people are like, wow, why would you go to Pitt? Like, you could have gone to Notre Dame. Could have gone to, like, an SEC school, right? And apparently the story goes, he has a younger brother. And because of where the family lived, They're from the Pittsburgh yeah, area, right? He thought he could be a much better influence in his younger brother's life by being there. Right. So he foregoed... forego What's the word? He said no to much bigger scholarships at more prestigious universities so that he could be a great older brother. Right. Like, this sounds like the greatest kid Isn't ever. They,
2: yeah, sounds like a good you kid. Know, no which doubt. is
1: another reason everybody's pulling for him,
2: because he's such a good kid. Ryan, right, I think you mentioned it earlier, Mike Tomlin said he knew him since he was 12 because he grew up in that Pittsburgh area, he was yeah. a youth football player, and actually developed a relationship with Coach Tomlin.
1: Yeah, 877-337-6666. Here's uh, Eddie in Livingston, New Jersey. Eddie, good afternoon.
4: How are you? Evan, what is up? What is up? I dislike that guy, but it's it's cool. I like you guys and uh, <laughs> c Mac. He's my boy over there. He's all right. He's cool. Um, but I, I'm I'm surprised you guys don't mention the uh, Christian Erickson episode because I, mean, I know maybe you guys don't like uh, soccer.
2: No, not
1: at all. I know well Christian hey. Erickson. Uh, you know, crashed out on the field, was resuscitated, brought back to life. And they finished the game. Well,
2: didn't he also play soccer
1: again?
4: Like, is he playing so, yeah. again? Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. for Man United right now. But they actually his his club team. That was when he was playing for Denmark international. Um, they finished that game five hours after that incident. Oh, was but it that knew, long? A, I didn't realize that. I got it. Oh yeah, he he ended up getting a pacemaker, mm. um, and uh, his his club team cut him. But Man United picked him up afterwards. You know, I guess. Uh, not, I don't know, damaged goods, but a discount deal, I guess. And he's playing now. He's got the pacemaker. In his, there you go. Good.
1: Yeah, but, and that happened on the field. Happened on the field. And same kind yeah. of thing. Medics had to rush out there and perform,
2: you know, life-saving CPR. Long, and they ended up playing the game, like you said. I didn't
1: realize it was five hours later. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I,
2: it was delayed big time, but they ended up finishing the game. And then the crazy part is, which is great for him, is that he's playing soccer again. Good job, Eddie. Pardon me. Good job, Eddie. Appreciate that. I remember when that story came out, and it was it was scary as hell. Same thing. Did
1: you see the uh, the other story that you know? It's funny. Depending on when you make news and what else is going on, it gets a lot of attention or it gets no attention. Oh, definitely. There is a significant story in the world of sports today that is really. I mean, it's gotten some attention because I'm aware of it. But it's not getting anywhere near the attention. Well, Craig, I think It we've... would
2: have gotten. Listen, bro, I I appreciate. I'm going to beat you down if you I say the Nets winning twelve you in a row. up the Nets winning twelve in a row. Yeah, no. We all know they've won twelve in a row. You don't make a, need to make a big thing about it. Yeah. But I appreciate you attempting to bring it up. Uh, it Thank is not you. the Nets winning twelve in uh, a row. What is
1: it then? Well, what if <laughs> what do you think would happen if the commissioner of one of the major sports was caught on camera slapping his wife in the face twice? Throwing her down on the ground and then stomping on her
2: They once. would already have resigned. Like, it already would be On uh, New gone. Year's Eve. Yeah, the guy would already be gone. Done. Yeah, well, it happened,
1: and that person has not
2: resigned. And why is that? Because his name is Dana White. Yeah, but why would Dana White be able to get away with that and ours well, not? Well,
1: I will see if he does get away with it. So, uh, his wife slaps him first. They're in a club in Mexico on New Year's Eve. They're having some kind of argument where they're, like, grabbing each other's wrists... And then she slaps him, and then he hauls off, and twice, open-handed, pop, pop right in the dome, and then physically throws her to the ground. And then it appears, maybe not, but it appears that he gave her a little horse stomp, too. So
2: is he going to be removed as president? Well, he's, well, CAA owns it now. Right, so since he doesn't own it, this is the way I think about this. And tell me if it's not the same at all, and maybe it isn't. Vince McMahon, back in the day, when he owned owned, yeah. WWF and WWE, he got away with anything. Yes. I well, mean, Dana was... no longer owns it. They sold it. Exactly. Yeah. When Vince took the WWE public, it was a game changer. That's why Vince McMahon was forced into retirement. because yeah, now you have to answer to other people. Yes. If this was 20 years ago, all these accusations against him, he'd say, screw you, I'm Vince McMahon. But now he can't do that. Correct. So my question with Dana White is, since it's owned by a bigger company, yeah. He's not surviving this, I uh, Probably survives it. How?
1: Um, it's weird. Like, he's kind of minimized the whole thing. He's like, yeah, we were drinking a lot. She was uh, wrong. I was wrong. We'll be all right.
2: But if Roger Goodell everyone's or, like, "Oh,
1: Okay, no problem.
2: But if Roger Goodell or Rob Manfred or Adam... Yeah, or Silver, they'd be anybody, at the same day. They'd be done. Right, rightfully so. So right. explain to me what, what the
1: difference is. Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But uh, it seems like he's kind of pooped, like, ah, you know, we I- were drinking too much, and she hit me first. Yeah, one of those deals. And it was a bad situation. But and there, there yeah, we'll be all right. There
2: won't be a pressure campaign by people in the world of the MMA? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Dude, know. There was a pressure campaign last night to get rid of Skip Bayless. I saw athletes all over the place yes. saying you got to cancel this guy, Let's fire this guy. Today. I've been reading the same stuff you've been reading. That has not stopped. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to. Yeah, No, I don't think it is. And so, will that happen with a guy like Dana White who physically did something?
1: Yeah, now, I mean, Dana White's like a billionaire now. So, may, may, listen, I don't know. I have no idea. I guess it depends who you are, who's complaining about you, and um, you know who you answer to,
2: right? Yeah, but do,
1: do you not Cause see don't, don't, the... Because all, all those you, things
2: come into play. Yes, but don't you not see the craziness between the two things? I think Skip Bayless great. tweeted something foolish, and everybody wants him canceled. Yes. This other guy... Physically assaulted his wife on camera. Yeah, and is there a campaign from people to not cancel
1: him that I've seen yet? So explain to me. Now what I'm missing. not in that world, but not that I've seen yet. Well, part of it is also, you know, do people like you or not like you? Okay. I mean, that's not right. No, you're, well,
2: you're that not is, wrong.
1: I think that's part of it. You're not wrong. Right? In Dana's
2: world, he's beloved. And I'm not comparing the two. The only reason I bring it up is because both have happened in the last 12 hours. Yeah, Dana's was New Year's
1: Eve, which is what, three days
2: ago? Right. But we didn't know about it till, or at least uh, I don't know about last it last night we... he came out. Yeah, okay. This morning is when I saw it. So yeah. recently. Probably tough to book him as a guest now, right? I mean, you can put him on. He's just going to have to answer a lot of questions. Like, what would you even say to <laughs> him? Yeah, it's, you know what's right. weird, Craig? You're right. It's not really questions for him. It's questions for those above him. Because, like, what do you say to Dana White? Dana should you be fired. I mean, right. He's exactly. going to say, "I no. run, I run the league. <laughs> right. Like, no
1: joke. He has more power over MMA than Goodell has over the NFL. It's his little fight. So though. who's the company that owns it? I think CAA owns it now. CAA they it. owns it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure CAA bought it. It's owned yeah. and operated by Zuffa, a holy... No, no. So Zuffa is the founder. Oh, God. But CAA bought it from them.
2: Parent company is Endeavor.
1: Endeavor, yeah. Okay. Or is that William Morris? Pardon me. Maybe it's William Morris.
2: Yeah, that's uh, WME. Yeah, and William Holdings. Morris Endeavor. I apologize. Yes. Not
1: okay. C. A. My bad on that. That's the other big agency. So they
2: would make the decision.
1: William Morris would have to make the decision, yeah.
2: That's interesting. Right.
1: And uh, I'd have to check. Isn't William Morris Endeavor? The president um, is
2: Mark Shapiro.
1: Yeah, I know Mark.
2: <laughs> Look at you.
1: Yeah. I, I know Mark. I know Mark. Okay. I okay. met with Mark. Yeah, we had a couple <laughs> meetings back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're buddies. But I, I think, isn't Ari Emanuel
2: the uh, the head honcho over there? So he would be the one to decide? On. I don't know.
1: Maybe he's CAA.
2: <laughs> I, I don't freaking know. I just looked it up on the internet, and that's what I came up with. President yeah. of William Morrison Endeavor Mark, Mark Shapiro.
1: Yeah, nice guy, too. Okay. Yeah. What's he gonna do? But, he, you, know, you know, what's weird about Mark Shapiro? He has one of those standing desks. That's I, not weird. That's common these I, days. I don't understand that at all.
2: You know who's a big standing desk guy? Who? One of our coworkers.
1: Is that right?
2: Yeah. A standing desk guy. That's right. I hate the
1: standing desk. Does
2: on air shows? I think sometimes with a standing desk. Who? Keith McPherson. No. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I thought. He does I... a lot of.
1: He brings in what looks like a... Is that where that thing was here the other day? Maybe. Like a black folding table yes, kind so he of thing? Yeah, she puts it on
3: top there and stands up. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: that's the most uncomfortable
2: thing in the world. The standing desk. I can see why it makes sense, though, because sometimes sitting for all these hours, it calls a welt on my elbow. Yeah,
1: which looks good, by the way. Thank you. You know, the first time... Where is it? There, I see the standing desk yeah, right there. There it is. The Keith McPherson standing yeah, desk. The first time I ever saw this... I don't need it in here. I get it. It's a desk. You stand next to it. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need a, a, a display. I don't need it to point it out to me. You don't want to start doing shows standing? No, I'll never. Well, I do, I do in the morning. Would SNY <laughs> adjust the cameras? No, there's somebody there to adjust the cameras. Yeah. No, first time I told you I ever saw a standing desk was uh, at the NFL offices. Um, um, Rich Eisen. No, the guy that used to be in charge of replays that now works for Fox or CBS. Oh, yeah.
2: Dean Mr. Bobolino,
1: Mr. Bob Doblina. Dean Blandino. Uh, Dean Blandino. So I went to Dean Blandino's office and he's standing and the desk is like nipple high. I'm like, "Dean, what's this?" He goes, "Standing desk."
2: Standing like, this desk. Is the worst thing I've ever seen. Do you not like standing?
1: I love standing. You just stand on the TV show. Yes, yes. That's because that... I fidget too much. Oh. Yeah. So, fidgeting. what do you
2: prefer, standing or sitting? Uh a, a couch actually. <laughs> yes.
1: If I could do the show laying down. Oh, so speaking of which, let's uh, break some news. What's going to happen to Bayless? He going to get fired? I have no idea. You think I'm? Uh, <laughs> uh, you think they tell me?
2: Uh, he's getting a lot of heat this Skip Bayless. Yes, he is. Yes, and he apparently, is. I read on the internet that he did the show by himself. Shannon Sharp wasn't even on the show today. Uh that is. Uh, I read
1: that. I believe that is
2: true. Is that true?
1: Uh, I mean, I saw the same thing you saw. So what the hell yeah. happened? Did he Again, say I'm, I'm not on the ex- show? Lady? I just do my thing. Dude. I don't put my nose in other people's things. You do that around here. No, I don't. Never? Never. Never once. I don't know what the hell's going on around this place. I just keep myself right here. I'm on the straight and narrow. (laughs) I do my job. I go home. I do my job. I go home. You know what
2: I think happened? Can I give you a theory? Yeah. So last night on social media, if you didn't see it, Skip Bayless fired off a tweet that, you know, pissed a lot of people off. He was getting pummeled by athletes all night long. Yeah. And I'm thinking, since he's partnered with a professional athlete, a former athlete, that Shannon Sharp was like, I can't do the show with this guy. I'm getting killed. i get killed based on all the other athletes that are pissed off at the guy I sit next to. So unless I come on TV and just verbally assault him, I can't do it. That's my theory.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I'll inquire tomorrow for yeah, you. Yeah, find out. I'll find out for I like you. the drama.
2: Uh, do you? Yeah, it's fun. It doesn't involve me,
1: it doesn't involve you, I'm good. By the way, that's the best kind of drama there is. I agree. Doesn't involve me, doesn't involve you. Sit back, make some popcorn, and wait for somebody to offer me a job. (laughs) Here's here's Roy in Edison, New Jersey, home of Harold's Deli, the greatest deli for pastrami and corned beef in the entire world. What's going on, Roy? Hey,
4: I just um, wanted to comment, I think ABC needed to be really um, given kudos uh, <laughs> watching the game. Once they realized that Hamlin was seriously hurt, they never showed the replay again. They never went for the sensationalism. I thought that was a really classy move. Well, on I thought
1: part. The, the best decision they made, and the, I'm sure it was an easy one, they have video of the CPR, and they never showed that, and that was the right thing to do. Out of respect to Hamlin, yeah. Um, because the you know Joe Buck's looking at it, Troy Aikman's looking at it, and they referenced it. You know that they're feverishly working on him, which we've all yeah. seen in the movies, that kind of thing. And I thought they were very classy and not showing that. I agree with you.
4: Yeah, they know they didn't put their families and their friends through that. Yeah, for the whole evening. So, I agree. Uh, and that's just okay. Well, thanks for
1: listening. Yeah, of
2: course, Roy, you got it, buddy. And I agree, it was a good decision. On you know, part.
1: there's it's funny. You know when you watch sporting events on TV. We sometimes, collectively, you know, take for granted great announcers, like an Iron Eagle, a Jim Nance, or whomever. Pick your favorite one. I don't care the network. And when you hear people that aren't at that level, it's like, you know, nails on a chalkboard. You know, Joe Buck is one of the great play-by-play announcers in the history of the broadcast medium. And having a guy like that doing it last night, you know, we were fortunate because he understands what to do, what not to do. Uh, and I think, you know, you know, they're seeing things that you and I couldn't see as viewers. And I can only imagine, you know, how difficult that was for them watching, you know, the life-saving procedures on the field. Because it's something
2: they've never seen.
1: Yeah. So I just, I applaud them. I just think they did a really, really good job. And listen, you know, that's why they're paid what they're paid. And that's why they're among the best
2: at you know, what they do. Joe Buck gets a lot of crap, or at least he has oh, over the years. He's so good, though. I think he's tremendous. I've always, I've never under, fully understood the dislike for Joe Buck. And it exists, and I don't get it. Uh,
1: he's a little swarmy on TV. You know, the hair plugs. There we go. Um, <laughs> now you just explaining. Well, yet. I'm just saying, like, he... The weird face he makes when he's looking at his partner. <laughs> you know. Uh, he's just, you know, he's one of them
2: guys. But, you know, I don't watch. But all that stuff doesn't matter. It's calling a game and it's being up for the big moment. And, and he's, he's as good up. as anybody who's ever he's done. He says, I agree with you. Yeah. And at first it was weird when he did football because you thought of Joe Buck and you said baseball, baseball, baseball. Sure. And it took a while. But now when I think of Joe Buck, I'm actually starting to th- I think football might be more than baseball, especially yeah. these days.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?